This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at wheat for Friday, March 3rd. Well, we had wheat markets and corn markets for that matter uh, trying to see some stability here. Corn had a nice reversal up a couple days ago. Yesterday we got some follow through to the upside, then it reversed back down. So, you know, we're, we're kind of struggling to maintain some upward momentum in corn. Wheat, kind of a similar story with Chicago basically just rallying up to the old swing low from mid-January and then it stalled out there kind of pulled back it brought Kansas City off of its strong run yesterday and KC closing just above mid-range Minneapolis had a pretty strong day yesterday but it too basically got up to the old swing low and kind of stalled out it closed pretty firm but still I think uh, you know Kansas City is clearly the leader to the upside Minneapolis and Chicago kind of struggling to keep a hold of that upward momentum. Uh, we're headed into a weekend of course. Volume has been relatively light on the night session. We are a little bit higher. Kansas City's up about five. Chicago's up two. Minneapolis up two. Corn is up three. Beans are up six on the front month. So soybeans have had a pretty good run here after a, a one-day washout, basically well, a couple-day washout, I guess. We've had a nice snap back here in soybeans. Fundamentally, the beans are kind of at a, a mixed bag. You've got the, the huge Brazilian crop coming online, taking away a lot of the U.S. business. At the same time, you've got a huge amount of biodiesel capacity being built that's expected to be online this summer and demand for U.S. you know, domestic beans is going to be strong. That's the feeling anyway. So hard to say on beans, but I think headed into the spring, um, it's, it's going to be difficult for soybeans to, I think, uh, continue this upward trend that they've had. We'll probably see somewhat of an acreage battle this spring for corn and bean acres. But in the bigger picture, I, it's, it's hard to envision soybeans being able to maintain upward momentum with the kind of crop that Brazil is coming in with. The, um, uh, getting back to wheat, some of the, the scuttle yesterday was Russia announcing that you know they, they were not going to renew the, the grain corridor agreement if they couldn't have unfettered access to ag markets around the world which they kind of already have. I mean, in a roundabout way, so there are some restrictions. We're restricting the kind of banking access that they can have. And of course, that does affect the payment system. But by and large, they've been able to move pretty much any egg product that they want. They've been dumping wheat into the world market. They've moved a lot of fertilizer. So I don't see that as being such a, a major issue. They are also accusing the U.S. of trying to bury the grain deal. Uh, the U.S. is countering that, you know, it's Russia that is slow walking the inspections of dozens of Ukrainian ships. Um, that's, I mean, it's back and forth, but of course Russia is accusing everybody else of being the bad guy. But uh, I, I don't see the grain corridor being shut down. Uh, you know, Russia needs that revenue, number one. They absolutely need to move a lot more wheat more fertilizer and, and the only way they do that is through the grain corridor so it, it would be foolish of them to leave it they already tried to do that here a couple months ago and it lasted all of two days so I don't see them 
walking away from this. They're going to be a lot of saber rattling and a lot of threats, but at the end of the day, they need it as much as Ukraine does. So I don't see that being a major issue. And speaking of Russian grain, Sovicon is projecting that the 2023 wheat crop out of Russia will be around 85.3 million tons. That's down from the, the roughly 104 that uh, they're, they're estimating last year's crop to be. That's down about 700,000 from their previous estimate. So, you know, they're shaving back a little bit of yield. I think a, a relatively dry winter. But recently, we've seen quite a bit more moisture come across the Black Sea region, both Ukraine and Russia. The, the forecast suggests that more is on the way. So it doesn't look like they're going to enter the growing season in a, a lot of distress. Not like here in the United States, where it was dry when it was seeded, but dry all year long in that the western, southern, and central plains. We're not seeing a lot of relief on the horizon, at least in the short term, at least over the next week or so. That said, some of the longer range maps, you get into the 8 to 14 day maps, they do show above normal precip coming into pretty much all of Texas, much above normal into the north central part of Texas and into Oklahoma. So we'll see if those materialize. I think if they do, it'll probably stall out the upside to wheat. I think Kansas City will be your leader as long as it's dry down there. Uh, the forecast for rains might put a bit of a, a drag on that upward momentum in the short term, but you do need to see those rains in this next week or so because you're breaking dormancy pretty soon in Kansas and you need to have a drink on that, that area. Um, the rest of Kansas, you know, other than that southwest quarter, the rest looks okay. Uh, the further east you go, the better it gets. Further north you go, the better it gets as you get into Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, much above normal precip over these last uh, couple months. So by and large, the winter wheat crop in the United States should get off to a pretty good start, except the key areas of hard red winter wheat country. It's kind of ironic. You have an increase in acres, but boy, those acres are in tough shape. And if you don't get some rain soon, you're probably going to start to see abandonment talk uh, really pick up some steam. So I... I think that's why Kansas City will be the leader. Uh, Texas needs rain now, uh, and it's just not coming. Might Maybe in a week or so it's going to be here. But again, if a week goes by and the forecast doesn't keep that rain coming, then I think you really start to prop this market up, and, and again, led by Kansas City. The um, weather forecast for the rest of the world, Argentina, boy, it just can't buy a break. La Nina is fading, El Nino is showing signs of emerging, and yet Argentina continues in a very dry pattern, and it's uh, kind of resorting back to the drought situation that it was here several weeks ago. We had a period where rains were starting to come and kind of spotty, but it just has not been able to be widespread or soaking. The heat is coming back, so now we're starting to see production estimates for both corn and beans in Argentina come back down again. So that's uh, it's a pretty rough stretch, and you're running out of time for the most part. I think that's why they're really leaning on these production estimates. It's just getting pretty late in the growing season for a lot of this crop. So Argentina uh, looking at a bust. We had a bust for the wheat crop. Looks like it's going to be a bust for the corn and soybean crop. That said, Brazil is looking at a boomer 
a Ben Buster crop for soybeans certainly and corn is certainly on tap for that as well. It's going to offset a lot of this Argentine loss but it it keeps the world in a relatively tight supply situation and I think for corn you know U.S. will become the main supplier of corn over these next three months and I think this just kind of adds to that that support in the corn space. So the corn market sold off down to key support levels those uh, December lows we took them out and then we snapped right back and now we're back above them. I think we have likely found a, a shorter term and probably intermediate term low for corn. Soybeans uh, I, I think have started their downtrend but they're in a much different chart formation than corn. And with wheat uh, you know I, I think short term you probably have found a low there as well. I think the market's going to snap back um, led by Kansas City. I think KC will widen the spread out against Chicago. Uh, KC held those December lows where Minneapolis Chicago did not. So I think uh, you're, you're looking at a double bottom formation there for KC and uh, it's likely going to continue on up until we see the rains actually develop over the plains. If you have any questions feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.